Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. So right now it's just my throat and so forth and a cough, so I'm not contagious or anything like that. But uh, but it's, it's it's still a little rough on my throat, and uh, not feeling good physically, uh, body wise, amen. But uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and minister the word of God, amen, because God is good, and the devil's a liar, hallelujah. And so you know I may not have all the shouting or running around like I normally do, but but uh, who knows, amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I want to minister a message I entitled, Read and Run. Somebody say, Read. Run. Amen. The Lord has given us a brand new banner. Amen. With a, with a theme, with a scripture for 2020. But we have to read it and run with it if we're going to have any type of victory. If you want victory in 2020, you're going to have to read that banner, and you're going to have to run with it. Amen. Vision must be put in front of you. Vision is what's in front of you, not what's behind you. And so the vision, what you're seeing, is always in the front. And you got to understand that, that you see, God's vision is divine. God's vision is divine. So in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, it says this. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on, its, on the tablets that he may run who reads it. See, when you and I join this, this uh, uh, Jesus on this road, when you and I answered the altar call and gave our lives to Jesus Christ, how many know that hell broke loose? Come on. When you came to the altar, when you came to the front, amen, you gave your life to Jesus, amen, uh, the enemy was mad. The devil was mad. Though it was a great moment and family and friends were, were happy and tears of joy uh, ran down your face and you felt the presence of God and you had a sense that everything was going to be okay. Remember that day? Only a few people? <laughs> Come on, I, I remember that day when I came. You know, when you came here, you were broken, you were out, and you came to the altar of God, and, and you felt the presence of God, and, and you got up from that, uh, from that, uh, from that altar, amen, from your knees. You got up from, uh, from saying the, the sinner's prayer, and something came over you. You know what? It's going to be okay. We're, we're going to make this, amen. You, you kind of felt a little good. You, you felt a little excited as you left the place, amen. Uh, but when you invited Jesus into your heart, when he really truly becomes Lord of your life, when you actually start walking the walk and not talking the talk. Come on, am I talking to anybody? Come on. It is nothing, listen, like the day you got saved. Because on this road, how many know that we get hit with trials? Storms and battles. Come on, somebody say, oh my. But Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus is always by your side. Come on, somebody say thank you. Because when we get hit in our lives in this road, when we get hit walking with Jesus, amen, 
He did warn us it was, it was not going to be a skip in the park. Come on, he, he did tell us that it's going to get a little rough. It's going to get a little tough, amen. People are going to make fun of you. It's not going to be easy. Come on, somebody say amen. But he does says, I'll be with you every step of the way. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says this, God has said, uh, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. John 16, 33 says, I told you these things so that in me, speaking of Christ, he says, when you uh, have me in your life, uh, when I'm in the center of your life, uh, when I am Lord of your life, amen, when you are walking with me on this road, amen, you will have peace. In this world, the world that you and I live in, amen, uh, you are going to have trouble. Somebody say, well, hello. Come on, anybody trouble-free here? Come on, there, there's always trouble. Trouble lurks everywhere. Trouble goes looking for you, and sometimes you go looking for trouble. But in this world, you're going to have trouble, but he says, take heart. Somebody say, take heart. He says, I've overcome the world. See, Jesus is over the overcomer, amen. He says, so, he says, I've told you these things. That in me, that if you put your trust in me, if you put your confidence in me, uh, if you are, are certain in me, amen, uh, if you continue to be still in me, uh, I'll bring peace when trouble hits. Because these pressures that, that hit our lives, Jesus tells the disciples, take heart. Take courage. I mean, it takes courage to serve Jesus. Come on, talk to our missionaries out in the fields. It takes courage to preach the word of God out there. Come on, it says be certain. Be confident. Are you confident in Christ? Are you confident in the one you serve? Or does doubt run into your mind? See, you got to have confidence. That you know what, we're going to make it, yeah. We're going to get through this. Uh, you know, tell you, it's going to be okay. Come on, you, 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 there has to be a confidence, you know. It, it doesn't matter what's in front of you or, or what you're seeing right now with your eyes. Don't focus on that. God says, you know what, if you're confident in me, I'll come through. I'll bring a peace that surpasses all understanding. And God says, you know what, I want you to take heart. Because we'll end up so focused on what we're facing at the moment. And that moment, church, is only temporary. It comes and it goes, but we got to continue to focus on the eternal. Come on, the everlasting. That keeps on going. That's where our confident hope is, amen. Uh, yes, uh, come on, I'm going through something right now. Yes, you know what? I, my finances are getting hit. Yes, right now I don't have a job, but you know what? I'm confident uh, that God is going to give me a job. Uh, I'm confident, you know what, uh, that our finances are going to be okay. I'm confident, you know what, that I'll get through this sickness. I'm confident that my throat will be back someday. Maybe not today, but, but maybe at the end of the service it will be gone. <laughs> but in either case, I'm healed. In either case, my marriage is healed. In either case, amen, my finances are here. In either case, my son is saved. My daughter's saved. Amen. Come on, I got the promotion. Amen. You got to be confident in your God. Can somebody say amen? Don't focus on the temporary church. 
Because if you do, you lose focus on the internal. We forget who we're walking with. The one that has overcome. Come on, church. Come on, we, 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 we walk. It says right there, he's victorious in battle. That means that, come on, my God has never lost a battle. He has won every Super Bowl. Hallelujah. Come on, every championship, amen, every war that he has raged, raged uh, uh, went against him, and he's always won. Every enemy that's come against him, he's won. He is the true undefeated God. Can somebody say amen? See, when we forget that, it stops us from planning our future. We don't go forward. Why? Because we lost vision. See, when you're uncertain, you, 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 you're taking the next few steps very carefully. You're, you're, not, you're not confident because somebody that's confident in Christ walks with confidence. Come on. You, you, know, you can know a person that walks in confidence. I'm not talking pride. So let, 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 me, let me just erase that. It's, I'm not talk, we, can, we, can, we can sense pride as well. Come on, somebody. But somebody that is confident in God, confident of who they are in Christ, amen. When you start to walk in that, amen, then you, you start to just move forward. But when you're not confident, amen, then, then, then we're, not, we're not going forward, church. We lost sight. We lost sight of our, 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 our Savior. We lost sight of our vision. We lost sight of where we were going. Amen. Uh, come on, we go into 2020 with plans. Uh, and I hope you came with some plans. Uh, and you came with some vision for your life, for your home, for your marriage. Amen. Uh, and sometimes things in our life that kind of blur that for a moment. And if we stay there, we lose focus and we're not going forward. What we start doing is, is we start to live in reaction mode. That means the flesh comes out. Come on, somebody. You start to react on certain things. You're, you're uncertain. You respond without thinking. Someone pushes you, automatically just push back. So you start living in reaction mode instead of planning mode. Come on, uh, come on, instead of praying, uh, instead of fasting and, and reading, uh, and say, you know what, I gotta keep on going forward. Uh, I gotta get up from my little, my little, my little mess up here. Uh, I gotta get up where I'm at right now, and I need to go forward uh, because my God is a certain God, amen. My God is victorious, amen, uh, and I'm victorious uh, because He lives inside of me, uh, and so I'm gonna keep on going forward, amen. I'm not gonna let this stop me, amen. Uh, I'm keep on going, going, I'm going on. Tell your neighbor, I'm going on. Come on, I'm giving you all I got, and that's all I got. <laughs> I'm going to die up here, and you're like, okay. I'll save my, I'll save him, amen, if you don't want to respond, amen, hallelujah. <clears throat> See, the trials and storms and battles that we face keep us so focused. Like I said, we're, we're watching the next step. We're watching what we do. We're, you know, we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to... You know, we, we, we're, we're living too careful because you lost vision. You lost vision. The uncertainty is not there no more. You, your confident hope is not there anymore. You're just, you're just, you're just living in it. You're, 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 you're just, you lost vision, church. See, the answer, church, if you want to get ahead as an individual, if you want to get ahead, if we want to get ahead as a church for long term, how many know that we need clear vision? Come on, and we got to keep that vision in front of us. You got to keep it in front of you. 
You have to, you have to read and you have to run. Come on, in order to keep going forward, church, amen, it has to be kept in front of you. Come on, it has to be reminded over and over you, amen, like we have it on the wall. We have it hanging on the wall, amen, not because it looks cool. Check out our banner. Check out the colors this year. Check out this. No, no, no. It's for you. That when you come in and you're feeling down and out or, or maybe you're going through a trial or situation that you can walk in and say, man, I'm victorious. I got victory, amen. Why, why am I tripping? Uh, why am I freaking out, amen? If my God is victorious in battle and he fights for me. And so it's to be reminded, so you gotta, you gotta keep it in front of you. And it has to be reminded, it has to be repeated, it has to be spoken, it has to be declared, it has to be announced in prayer. You gotta walk victorious, you gotta pray victorious. You got to give victorious. All these things is how you are. How you give is how you, uh, if you're going to do it victoriously or, or you're just going to, uh, uh, here. You got to pray victorious. See, the enemy can't read your mind, amen, but when you can start to pray and you start to walk in your living room uh, or get in that prayer closet and you start denouncing uh, the kingdom uh, of darkness uh, from your home, amen, and you stand as a devil, uh, you're not going to have your way. Not today, devil. No way, no how. Get out right now. In the name of you start just pulling down strongholds and you start to clear that over your house. Let me tell you, victory starts coming. Come on, you start getting a little jump in you. Come on, somebody. Come on, you start, you know, they said. You got to, it has to be, you got to see it. That's the confidence. When you're walking and you're talking it, and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to let this stop. Just like today, I don't, you know, some, some people say, you should have stood home, pastor. Just rested another day. I said, no, I want to preach. You know. Shut me one service, that's all right. Next service, I'm coming back. Hallelujah. Even if I'm not at 100%, because you know what? I'm victorious. <coughs> God is good. The devil's still a liar. And his pants are on fire. And they're hanging on a wire. Come on. It has to be repeated over and over. The banner has to be repeated over and over. I'm victorious. There's victory. Come on. Come on. Come on. He, he, he fights for us. You got to repeat it in order to have clear vision. My wife, my wife, if you go to my house, there's a lot of reminders on our refrigerator. They're mainly about doctor appointments, especially with my mother-in-law. Amen. There's like an appointment every week with my, my mother-in-law, so we, we got to keep track of these these appointments. And so they're all there, and there's some, some things of sayings, and there's different things. And, and, you know, some of you, you need to put victory on your refrigerator. <laughs> Come on, you need to be reminded at your home that when you get up, there, you have victory. Because all of you guys go to the refrigerator every day. Come on. That's victory alone right there. If you go to the refrigerator every day, woo, milk, victory, hallelujah. 
You got to have a shout of victory, amen. So you got to be, you got to put it to a place where you're reminded, amen, whether it's in your, in your, in your restroom or the refrigerator in your house or in your desk at work or whatever, whatever it is, you got to put a reminder who you are in Christ. You have to tell yourself. You got to keep it in front of you. You have to read it and you have to run with it, amen. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory, amen. What, what the enemy intended for evil, he turns for the good, hallelujah. Come on, devil, I got a flat tire, but it's okay. I'm going to praise God. I'm just going to fix it and get my way back to work, amen. That's all. You can sit there and complain and go to work and have a miserable day. Or you can just say, ah, you stupid devil. <laughs> or sometimes it's maybe dumb me. <laughs> I seen the nail and I ran over it. But we move on. You got to keep victory inside of you, church, and understand that the battle truly belongs to the Lord. Vision is God's divine purpose for your life. Vision is God's divine purpose for the church. God gives vision, amen, and he gives it through his word. When you read the Word of God, when you open up your Bibles, uh, when you start to read the Word of God, you read victory. You, you can't understand what victory is until you read it. You can't understand that you are an overcomer until you read it. Come on, until you stand on it, till you declare it, uh, till you announce it, amen. Uh, let me tell you, you cannot make any withdrawals if you make no deposits. How can you take out the Word of God if the Word of God is not inside of you? Come on, you need the Word of God because the enemy's out there. Come on, in the world, you're going to have troubles, Jesus says. Uh, you're going to have some problems, but he says, in me, you'll have peace. And so if you had got God's Word and Jesus is inside of you, you'll have peace to overcome any troubles out there, church. Uh, but you cannot come and you cannot uh, start quoting scriptures, amen, if you had no deposits made. You can't hang on to 316 all the time, John 316. For God so loved the world, everybody. The sinner knows that word, that word. Come on. Bring some things, amen. Bring some new uh, word inside of you and start to read the word of God and know that you are an overcomer through the blood of the lamb, amen. Uh, if he's for you, nothing can come against you, church. Uh, come on, you got to stand on the promises of God uh, and you got to read the promises and say, I am victorious. Vision is focused on the future. Vision is focused on the finish line. Well, we get the final victory shout. Imagine when you cross that, that finish line. Man, what a, what a day that would be. Remember an old song, what a day that would be when my Jesus I will see, when I see him face to face. I mean, what a day that's going to be. But let me tell you, you're going to be shouting. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go crazy. Come on, it's just like someone breaking a, a, a goal line stance. And here you are, you finally break through and boom, you're in heaven. Come on. Come on. You got to start practicing your victory dance or whatever you're going to do. Hey, man, hallelujah. That I made it. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, you got to, whatever it is, I, you, there's a shout. Yeah, we, we, come on. And then you got all those that have been already there waiting for you. Come on, he made it. Come on. 
Arizona. There's a great sound. The team comes together, and they're like jumping up and down. Yes, we made it. You made it. Come on, the Bible says there's a cloud of witnesses rooting for you. Those that have already gone before you, rooting for you. People are waiting for us on the other side of the goal line. Second Timothy chapter 4, 7 and 8 says this, I fought the good fight. Come on, this is Paul speaking. He's encouraging little Timothy, amen, uh, his disciple. And he says, you know what? I fought the good fight. I, I finished my race. I, I kept the faith, amen. And now in store for me is a crown of righteousness, uh, which the Lord, uh, the righteous judge, uh, will reward me on that day. Uh, but not only to me, uh, but to also those who have long his appearing. What got Paul there? What got Paul to say those words right there in 2 Timothy? What, what did Paul have to do to, to make those final statement, that final shout uh, that I fought the good fight or finished the race? Well, if you go back to Philippians, Paul says, you know what? I don't have it all together. Anybody have it together here? He says, I'm not perfect. He says, but I press on. Somebody say press on. I press on in that perfection in Christ Jesus. This brother had vision. This brother kept it in front of him. This brother seen the finish line. And he goes on to say, no, dear brothers and sisters, it says in Philippians chapter 3, 13 and 14, he goes, no, brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. I don't have it all together. I have not figured it all out. I'm not all that. But, this is a big but here, but one thing I keep for. Uh, I focus on one thing, and that is forgetting the past. Somebody say, forget the past. Let me tell you, you cannot, you cannot go forward with clear vision when you keep on looking backwards. You can't. If you keep on just wondering what's back there, you, you, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna run into things. Things are going to happen. You're going to get hurt. Are, are you listening? He says, you know what, I, I forget the past and I look forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. See, because Paul kept focus, because he had vision to finish the race, amen, he was able to say in 2 Timothy that I fought the good fight. See, you, you, you can't say that unless you are focused before you get there. And here, uh, here's Paul. He's saying, you know what? I've finished it. I, I've kept it. You know, I, I forget the past. I keep going forward. Amen. I press on. If I stumble, I get back on. I, I still mess up. I don't have it together. But one thing I do is forget my past. I keep on going forward. I don't have it together. But I'm focused. Troubles are still hitting my, coming my way, but you know what? I'm focused. I'm going through a trial, but I'm focused. Nothing's going to get in my way because I have vision. I'm going to keep it in front of me. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to run with it. Whatever happens in the past is, my, is behind me. I'm going to press on. You can't live in the past no more, church. And I know that for some of us, we want to go and fix our past. 
And that's the problem. You're trying to fix something that you cannot change. The past is the past. What you can change is the present and then your future. You use the past for direction for your future. You use the past to learn from the mistakes that you stumbled over. And you use it for the future. But you can't live there to fix anything that's already been taken care of. You've got to move forward. You've got to press forward. You've got to keep pressing on, church. We don't have a lot of time to try to figure everything out. We, we, God just says, go forward. Keep trusting me. Keep, keep the eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep just pressing. Keep seeking me. Keep, keep investing in me. Keep living for me. Keep seeking me. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep going forward. If we spend a lot, there's too many people in the past, they spend too much time back there that they never get healed. They get stuck there. There's a lot of people stuck today, church. <coughs> a lot of it's just conscious, guilt. Uh, there's all kinds of things that, that the past keeps you locked down in. If you want to be set free and you want victory, you got to go forward. Amen? Come on, you got to focus. And you know what? I'm going to finish this race. You know what? I, I messed up. You know what? I, I, I slipped. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to keep pressing on. I got to keep the, the, my, my eye on the, on the prize. I got to keep my eye on the finish line. I got to keep my eye going forward. And I'm going to press on. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. I'm going to finish this race. I'm going to win my prize. See, vision does that. Vision drives you. Vision motivates you. Vision is very crucial. That's why Proverbs 29, 18 says, amen, where there's no prophetic vision, people cast off restraint. In other words, people will wander without purpose. They will wander with no direction unless they have vision. Vision for the future is what keeps us focused. When you put something in front of you, there's your focus. If you always have something to focus on every day that you wake up, that's your focus. It keeps you going forward. It keeps you pressing forward, amen. That's why I say put vision in your house. Put it on the refrigerator. That way when you wake up, oh, yeah, I'm victorious. There's vision. I got to move forward in this. There's vision, amen. My marriage is going to be better this year. You know, our finances are going to be, you got you to put it in front of you. Especially during the difficult seasons. Because he did say, in this world you'll have troubles. Every day, church, forward. Some days will be good. Some days will be not good. But troubles are in front of us. Especially serving God, there's going to always be opposition coming against us. The enemy will come against us. The world will come against us. Things are coming against us. So we've we got to go forward. We've got to continue to press in. And as long as you continue to keep vision in front of you, your focus will, you, you'll, you'll never get distracted. You'll never lose focus. If you want victory, it's going to take vision. We need to begin building with the future in mind. We need to build for longevity. We need to build on, on focusing the fin on the finish line, amen. You got, you got to picture yourself making it. You got to picture yourself overcoming it. 
You got to picture yourself finally getting victory over it. You got to picture yourself, you know what? At the end of the race, I'm going to make it. And I'm going to say the same statement, amen. I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I, I made it. When someone is building a house, that person has plans, right? <coughs> building plans contain information. There's, there's a floor plan. There's measurements. There's drawings, amen. But in those plans is always a picture of the finished product as well, what you're trying to shoot for. And so not only do you have the blueprints, but you got someone that how it's going to look like. And that, that's what you got to have inside your mind, amen. A builder knows what he's looking uh, or working towards, amen. We too as a church, amen. Uh, we got to have an end result picture in our minds when we begin. When I got saved, amen, it was all chaotic. It was, it was just, it was, it was rock bottom, amen. Uh, it was a start over for me. Uh, you know, all I, I, all I can do is look up. Come on, you've you been there? I mean, you, I, I can't get any, I, I can't dig anymore. <laughs> this is this is the worst it gets right here, amen. And so, you know, that that, that was something that was positive for me. At least I could look up. But but uh, but at the thing, I had I had to start believing the word of God. And you know what? I, I am going to be a better husband. I, I am going to get delivered from alcohol. I am going to be an overcomer, amen. I, I am going to be used by God. I, I am going to be this and that, amen. And I had to start to look at myself as a man of God, saying, you know what? I'm going to lead my family. And picture our lives better. Picture our lives together. And us working through all our situations. And even as I, I, I got saved, even as my wife who prayed years for this knucklehead to get saved, amen. Uh, here it is, amen. Uh, my, you know, my, my wife lost vision. Come on, how many know that go through a hard time sometimes with an unsaved person? And sometimes that get that vision gets blurred even when that when you're there and say, you know what, hey, I'm I'm right here, baby, I'm saved. Well, that's that's great for you, but I'm still hurt. Yeah, your 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 past, buddy, is still my present. Things that you've done back there, guess what? They're still showing up right now. We still reap what we sow, church. So a lot of the stuff from my past, it was like. They were like coming out of the grave. What about this? I, I forgot about that. <laughs> come on, your past starts. Come on, your past starts haunting on you. Amen. Come on, man. I, I, I used to go. I'd be I, I'd be at movie theaters or something, and hanging out with my wife, and here comes my past. Oh, 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 where did that come from? And I had to realize, you know what, man, I have to fight for this. I got to fight for my wife. I got to fight for this marriage. I got to, she fought for my salvation. I got to fight for my marriage now. And I had to keep that in vision. Of the, you know, devil, you know, I didn't, I, she didn't wait all this time just to say, okay, it's over. God, you're going to fix this. And devil, you're a liar. And so I had to stand. And I had to keep a vision in mind. You know, that, you know, where me and her just walking in the park laughing. Ha ha. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, that's kind of weird, Pastor. <laughs> But I'm starting to see something different. I'm at a picture of our family. I had a picture of us getting along. I had a picture of ourselves, you know what, making it. I had a picture of us going forward in the things of God. Kind of a finished product. I had to put it in my mind. Longevity is a key for vision, church. 
You have to be in it for the long haul. It has to be a heaven or bust attitude. You can't just get saved to fix your problems right now. See, that's all we want is a quick fix from God. Amen. We get saved and we got our family back. We got our wife back. We got our husband back. Everything's all good. I was like, okay, we don't need you no more. You lost a long, you have no vision. You're looking for a quick fix. You got to look long haul. Okay, this is fixed. What are we going to do now in the kingdom of God? What are we going to do together, baby? Come on, it's about going forward in the future. You got you to have it with a long, this is God. No matter what comes my way, I'm not giving up, amen. I, I'm going all the way, amen. It's Jesus all the way. That's it. I'm done with, with the devil, amen. It's all about Jesus. Through the storms and the troubles come my way, I'm not giving up. I'm not going back there. I will not be that dog going back to the vomit again. I've been there before. I've chewed on that vomit. Amen. It's not good, church. I'm not going back there. Who wants to go back to that? I remember one time mentioning to the church, hey, amen, who wants to be a backslider here? Let me give you a bowl of vomit. Why don't you chew on this and see if you really want to go back there? It's kind of sickening, now. Huh? But that's our life. That, that's, that's what it is. We go back to the mess. We go back to the junk. We go back to the ugliness of life. We go back to, to under his curse once again. I ain't going back there no more. Let me tell you, this knucklehead learned his lesson. Now what I got to do, I got to stay focused. If I keep vision in front of me, I'm victorious. If I got the Lord inside of me and I walk in victorious, and I'm, I walk certain in Christ of who I am in God, I, I have victory every single day. Come on, things may hit me, amen. It may, it may, they may stun me for a little bit, but that's okay. But I, I get my mind together. Oh, what am I doing? God's good. You know, someone pushed me. Oh, I want to push back. But oh, okay, I, I got it. God's so good. Come on, we're still human, church. We still feel. God's not trying to be some numb. Serving him, hallelujah. But you got to submit that flesh. Just like Paul says, I crucify this flesh. I crucify his passion. This is that I nail it to the cross. It will not overtake me. I will not flesh out. I, I will stand. God, I need you to stand up in me. I need the spirit man to stand inside of me. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. I need you to yell at me when I'm about to do something wrong. When you ask him those help, that help, that kind of help, he'll always respond. You're going to do something? I'll say, ah! You told me to yell at you, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. God's so good. Can somebody say amen? Vision is what's kept me now 24 years and counting. Being saved, set free from alcohol, church. Come on. 24 years because of vision. Because of vision that's in front of me. That I keep in front of me. Amen. We need longevity in order to change the community that we live in in order to exist for a long time. We need to build with vision that is broader than a decade. We need to build with a generational vision, amen, that reaches generations. My wife and I are here to build a legacy. Come on, something that's going to outlast us. Something that's going to outlast until Jesus comes back, amen. That there will always be a PCLV here. Come on, it's going gonna, it's gonna to outlast me. It will outlast my children. 
my son, my daughters, my grandchildren. It's going to outlast us. It will continue to remain because vision will always be here, church. Our God is a multi-generational God. He's not just reaching for one generation or a certain generation, but a multi-generation. He's reaching all generations. God spoke in multi-generational terms, both in the Old and the New Testament. Amen. In Exodus 33:1, God's reference is promised to three generations: Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on, uh, that's part of our love, our, our, our lifeline, church, where we come from. Uh, God was communicating something more important here, church, by saying uh, that He's a God of generations. Uh, he's even speaking to generations yet not to be born. That's how powerful and how mighty God is of reaching all generations. So if God is a generational God, uh, we can't just lead the generation that we're presently in. We have to plan for the future generations. That's our children that are there. Come on, we got to invest to our children. you got to invest to your, your, your babies, your babies, your kids. Moms and dads, that's your investment. You got to speak into them. They're, they are they they are the next generation. Those those first five years are very very important time, and they grab things quickly as a little baby. Come on, when 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 uh, when uh, uh, Moses was a little baby, Amen, uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, Pharaoh's daughter, Amen, uh, gave her back to the mom, Amen, to take care of it and feed it. Let me tell you, Moses' mom invested. In those five years before he got released back to Pharaoh's uh, household, amen, uh, invested, uh, and that's what made him the man of God. It was those years that, that made the turnaround. It's through the prayers of his mom and the words spoken over this child uh, that something clicked when he didn't see it right, when he, that Egyptian uh, when, when that Egyptian was mistreating that, that, that slave, amen. Something inside of him jumped. That was his mom's prayers. See, we need to pray over your children. You gotta, you gotta invest in that generation, amen. Because let me tell you, someone else will invest it out there, and they're waiting for your kids. Just give me your kids. You want to talk to them? I'll talk to them. You gotta invest. You gotta, you gotta impart inside of them. Let them know that they, they belong to the kingdom of God. Don't ever forget some of your kids. We brought up here, and we we dedicated them to the Lord. You know, my wife mentioned this, I believe, on Wednesday. My son, amen. My son grew up in church. My oldest son, who claims he's atheist now. But the Lord reminded her. Remember when you presented him to me? You set him apart for me? He can say whatever he wants, but he's still mine. He's still mine. And so that's important, church. And that's what keeps the peace and calm that, you know what, I can love my son where he's at, who he's at, and know that God still has him. When it's all said and done, guess what? I'll be on the other side of that line and say, here he comes. That's that's my boy right there. Come on, give it all you got. Keep going. Woo! I knew you'd be here. What a day that's going to be, amen. Cheering on my son. Cheering on your daughters and your sons. You got to keep that hope, church. You got to keep that hope because this word is true. You know, we all do. We all make choices, church. We all we we all make bad choices at times. We we do things, church, but we learn from those things. The prodigal son did the same thing, 
But who were we come back at the end? Remember his daddy. Remember his household. Remember all that daddy had? He says, you know what? What am I doing here in this pig pen? I'm going home. I'm going, that's what's that's what going to happen to my son. I'm going to go home. What am I doing here? That's what your sons and daughters are going to do. What am I doing here? I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm tired of eating pig slop. I'm tired of the world. I'm tired of getting kicked and beat up and spit on and disrespected. I'm, I'm going home. And at least there they like me. Well, some of them do. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to be involved with our children. Be involved in the kids' church. What a, what a, what a great opportunity. What a great purpose and plan to say, you know what, I, I like to teach our kids. I like to invest in them. And have that have something of you that you have given them from, from where you, what God has given you to them. I said, man, I, I made impact in their life. Yeah. Boom. I remember my Sunday school teacher. Oh, I remember brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. And it, it's just, it, it sticks to their minds, church. We do this by raising up leaders. We need leaders to rise up and stand up. So you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do things now. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to be on the receiving end. I want to be on the giving end now. We do this by staying on the road with Jesus and doing what Jesus is doing. We do it by being faithful, committed, and loyal. Remember the big three? Hallelujah. This is old school stuff right here. Amen. Faithful, committed, and loyal. And you say commitment now and people freak out. <laughs> Come on. We need to pass down the vision. Our vision here is win, build, serve, send. Come on. And we do it by offering real faith, real change. That we are focused on the yearly banners and the new themes for generations to come. Church, we got, we got to keep vision in front of us. If you want victory, come on, don't start looking backwards. Keep going forward. Don't, 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 don't focus back there. You want to glance back there to see what, what, where, where your mistakes were. You want to go back there to see some things that God has done. I mean, because there's some good things behind there too, church. It's not all bad. But this past I'm talking about is the past that trips you up. The past that makes you, you know, puts you on lockdown. The past that reminds you that you're a failure. The past that all the lies of the enemy. Those kind of things, those you got to leave behind you. You got to keep pressing forward. You know, you fall down, get back up. Don't, don't, don't complain about it. You know, we, we, we go out there and we, we throw our excuses. We throw our, our, our problems. We, no one's there for me. No one likes me at the church. You just stay there. It's like you're having a little party by yourself. You know, get up. You, want to, you, you need a friend? Be a friend. <laughs> Come on. You know, we can't. You gotta, you gotta, you, there's investment both ways. It hap- it's a two-way street, church. It's a two-way street. We got, we got to do our parts. We got to invest. You got to move. You got to ask. You need to ask for help. Come on. Men, men, put the pride aside. Say, Pastor, I need some help. Pastor, I need you to pray for me. Pastor, I'm going through a struggle right now. Let's pray. Let's, let's get this. Amen. Let's, let's bind this right now. Come on. Let's get our victory shot back. Come on. Let's pray right now. Slap the devil right now. Let's just start slapping devils and demons and everybody else. Amen. Line them up. If they're your family, bring your family. Let's just slap them right now. No. 
I'm just playing. I'm not. Get a hold of church. Take a stand. Keep vision in front of you. I'm going to close today. Amen. And I've made it through. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Just understand that vision is divine with purpose. It's very crucial because without it, we die, church. We need to build with the future in mind. We need to build generational. Our legacy will be realized through longevity of our ministry. But we need people. We need the church. We need you guys to read that. Look at it. Look at the banner. You need to read that and run with it. Keep it in front of you. When you're going through going through a, a defeat or you feel like you're, 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 you're going through troubles, you don't feel victorious, put it in front of you. Read it. Read the story in 1 Samuel. Read, read that story. It'll excite you every time. You guys don't know the story, go read it. Talk about a little boy facing a big giant Goliath and God, how God gave him victory. Sometimes we look so small to our big problems, but our God is bigger. Read the story, man. It, it'll bring you joy. You're like, what am I tripping on, man? This little 13-year-old punk, not punk, kid, man of God. You know, and I'm an old, older person. I Come on, I, I got to take my stand, too. I got to stand up and be who I am in Christ. If this little boy can stand in the confidence of God, I can stand in the confidence of a man of God or a woman of God for my God. Amen. Hallelujah. I ain't going to let no devil bully me or any, anyone mock me. Amen. I'm going to stand and have victory. So let's read it and run with it. Run with vision. If we don't run with vision, church, we lose a generation. We can lose a generation like this, church. We can lose it. Churches have lost generations. I can tell you that. You know, our fellowship is a great fellowship, but it's not a perfect fellowship. And I can tell you that we lost a generation. And my son was part of that generation. And a lot of the pastors in that generation lost their sons because we got so focused on the ministry that we lost our family. We got to put things in line. And God is always first church. But family is always second. And then ministry comes. If you have those two orders, ministry will always flow. It will always grow. Don't lose your kids saying you're too busy because you've got to do this for God. That's a lie. Go spend some time with your kids and still do what you need to do for God. Or we lose them, church. But they're promised. I said they're promised. And we're going to hold on to that promise. Amen. Why don't we all stand up? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.